You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're going to go today to Matthew's Gospel, Chapter 18. We're taking a look at the fifth different occurrence of Jesus' ministry to children in the Gospel of Matthew. I call it the children's gospel for that reason. Uh, There are seven different occasions where Jesus talked about or ministered to children. This is the lengthiest uh, uh, section. And it's got overall 14 different verses. I'm not going to read them all 14, but there are 14 verses, and all of them do have reference to ministry to children. Uh, Matthew 18, 1. At the same time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them. And he said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) Notice that Jesus never one time took a grown-up into a crowd of little kids and said, except you become converted and become as this grown man, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Never did that. He, on the other hand, took the little child and put him in the middle of the adults. He said, therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Wow. Now, the reason that Jesus picked a little child and took him into the middle of the adults and said, you got to be like him, is because of the spiritual attitude of a child toward his parents is a great picture of how our attitude ought to be uh, toward God. Children approach their parents with utter dependence and grace. They do not come to their parents on the basis of merit. Most children do not think about earning ice cream. They come to their mom and dad and ask for the ice cream when they had done a thing in the world to deserve it. They have a complete understanding of grace. They know how to cast themselves over onto the grace of their parents. So merit is not the basis of their requests, and kids can be very audacious. Children approach parents in humility. They understand that they're subservient to parents, and they approach in humility. And this is a kind of humility that strikes a fatal blow to pride. And pride is something that God will have nothing of. Uh, Therefore, Jesus said, Whosoever humbles himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He is saying, I don't want pride. I want you to humble yourselves. And so this childlike attitude is what keeps us from falling into this disease called pride, which hampers so many people. And if you think you're immune to it just because you're a follower of Jesus, you're mistaken. Any one of us can fall fall into pride. It's something that is easy to do. Uh, But pride is something that we have to deal with. And you know what I think is great? in helping us to deal with pride. Um, I I think children are great pride detectors and pride destroyers. I think you get around kids, they'll knock the starts right out of you. Nothing helps drag you down to the real world like a group of kids, and especially your own kids. 
this is a really funny story. I, I had moved to Tulsa. I was on staff at this church that was exploding in growth, uh, bigger than anything I'd ever been a part of. And uh, anyway, uh, that day I had to take my little boy, Whit, our oldest. He was a little over two. I had to take him to work with me. And so there was a time or two I had to leave my office, but I was in the hallway, and it was a, a, a very easy-to-see hallway. I could easily see him. So I was just a, and and we had open ceilings in all of our offices. So a big high ceiling overall, but none of the offices went to the top of the ceiling. Uh, they 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 were all open, so I could hear Whit even when I wasn't looking right at him. And uh, so anyway, I'd been down in another office talking with another person, and as I came back into the hallway, I'll never forget this. There was poop in the middle of the hallway floor. The church office hallway had poop all over it. And I followed the poop, and it went down the hallway, and it turned and went into my office. And this was in the day of shag carpet. And I had shag carpet in my office, and there was Whit with his drawers off and his diaper off, and with poop all over my shag carpet and poop all over his clothes and poop all the way down the hallway. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Right at the time that I got him down to clean him up and was cleaning the poop out of the shag carpet, the pastor comes out of his office door, walks down the hall, sees all of this stuff. And I'm thinking, oh no, I'm ruined. I'm going to get fired. But he was great. He started laughing his head off. He thought that was the funniest thing. And I think what he thought was funny is how I was responding to it. I was so embarrassed and ashamed. And, and, and oh, man, I didn't want anybody to know this. And he got the biggest kick out of that. He just stood there and watched me scrub that poop out of that shag carpet. And I don't know if I ever got all that poop out. It was something else. But what I want you to see is that kids have a way of just knocking the pride right out of you. And I think that's why God made them a part of our experience. Uh, we don't give birth to full-grown humans. We give birth to little children. And we have to work with them for a season in time. And, and you know, a lot of times we think it's all one-sided. We're doing something for them. But did you ever stop to think that there's a really great possibility that they're doing something for us that what they're giving us in these things that we have to do for them is maybe a new perspective that we desperately need to help us to keep ourselves out of pride. That's what kids do. They're pride detectors. You show me, and I've seen it happen, guys. I've seen it happen many, many times. I've seen pastors who were so proud they wanted nothing to do with their own children's ministry. They wouldn't go around it. They wouldn't have anything to do with it. They wouldn't interact with the people who ran it. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I said this in faith a long time ago. I said, there will be a day those pastors will regret this. And, and, and you know, at the time, that's all I had was a faith statement. Now I have been in ministry for 50 years. Can I tell you what I've seen? I can tell you that those pastors who had those attitudes lost their churches or their churches dwindled down to nothing. And they lost loads of their people. And I can tell you why they did it. Because their people saw 
these churches had no interest in their children. Or when the children got a little older, they went away because they knew my church has no interest in me. And I'm going to tell you, that is not a message you want to send. And I don't care how big you are. I don't care how much money you bring. You listen to me. I don't care how much money you bring in. I have seen guys who had ministries in excess of $100 million a year fall because they had no care for the next generation. And the day came when they had nobody to give it to. You don't want that. Listen, we're in this as... A relay. It's not a marathon. I heard people say, well, it's not a sprint. No, it's not a sprint. And it's not even a marathon. It is a relay. In other words, I'm to run and run and run until my turn has come to an end and I pass the baton to the next generation. But if I don't honor that next generation while they're young, while they're little, I won't have anybody to pass the baton to. And so what you see here is Jesus is saying, if you want to receive me, Receive one of these little children. Now, you know, we don't do it as churches as much as we used to. Churches used to do this all the time, not so much anymore. But having in a good guest speaker was a big deal. And if you could get a really well-known guest speaker, that was even better. And so churches were kind of known and they made their places known by who they had to come and preach for them. And we all wanted the highest level guest speaker. I have to say, I wanted to do the same thing. Now, I cared about kids, but I also wanted to have guest speakers in who could help put my church on the map. It was an honor to have someone uh, that was well-known come to our church. And so Jesus said that if you receive me, or receive a little child, rather, he said, you've received me. Now, I want to ask you this. What guest speaker can you have that can have a greater impact on your church than Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You can't get a bigger name. You can't get a more robust anointing. You can't get a better communicator. You can't get a more gifted orator. You can't get a greater healer. You can't get one who can draw people closer to God than Jesus Christ. And yet he said, if you Receive one such little child in my name. You receive me. So you know what? You can have Jesus in your church every Sunday. Receiving these little kids. Listen to me. Don't think Jesus doesn't see it. He sees what you're doing. He sees exactly what you're doing. And I'm telling you, he rewards accordingly. And I've lived long enough now to see the fruit of this in my own life. Receiving kids is huge. Tell you a quick story. Uh, about three years ago, I needed to see the business administrator. I went into the church and I happened to catch him at a time when they were having a staff meeting. So I checked two or three different offices, didn't find the business administrator, went around to the conference room, and the door happened to be cracked open just a little bit. So I stuck my head in the door just to see if this person I was after was in there. She wasn't. And so uh, my son, Whit, saw me. He says, Dad, come on in. Come on in. Come in. And I said, no, I don't want to stop what you're doing. No, he said, come on in. Come on in. And so anyway, I went in for a minute, and there were about 10, maybe 12 people sitting in this big table all the way around this table. They had it set up where you could sit and face each other. So about 10, 12 seats and the collection of tables they had. And so they're sitting there and uh, talking about different things, and they asked me what I was doing, what was going on. They wanted a little update, so I gave it to them. 
And then I left. Now, as I left that room, this is what hit me. I thought, you know, that used to be my meeting, and I used to be the one to meet with all of the people. And I thought, wow, how things have changed. And I said, you know, I don't carry that load anymore. And sometimes I forget, but I'm not responsible for all of those things they're doing there, and they're running the business of the church, and they've got it all, and they're doing a great job, and I don't have to think about that stuff. And as I was thinking about who was carrying the load of the church, in my mind, I began to go around the room, and I saw faces, 180, 180, 180, 180, 180. 180 was the name of our youth ministry. And as I went around in my mind who was sitting at that table, 80% of the people sitting there were kids that I reached with our youth ministry, 180, 180, 180. And I thought all of those years ago, I thought I was reaching those teenagers to save them. And you know what? Those teenagers wound up saving me. He receiveth, that he that receives one such little child in my name receives me. There is great reward in receiving a little kid, and it'll pay you back for decades to come. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.